0: Give give, give me the update. Update. This is a My Talk
2: Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. Dirt. We want the dirt. On My Talk. talk. Did you want to tell me something? something? Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin's buddy comedy, Grace and Frankie, returns to Netflix this month with a brand new batch of episodes. And yesterday, they dropped a trailer. Uh, It was renewed for a fifth season a year ago. Now, they've also added RuPaul to the mix here. I don't know if you've uh, watched the trailer, but... People are looking forward to that. Oh, yes. I dropped off a season ago, so... Did you? I've never watched even one episode, but I know that you guys like it and a lot of people do. Yeah. All right. Former Bachelorette, Caitlin Bristow, may find love again. You know, she ended her relationship with uh, Sean earlier this year, Um, so... It's another member of Bachelor Nation. She has a very popular podcast that she does called Off the Vine. And in that podcast, she had on Jason Tartick who um, yesterday we saw, or actually Monday night, we saw hosting with Blake. He was third in line for Becca's season, if you don't know who Jason is. The hockey player. Yeah, he's the hockey player. Okay, so um, he was on her podcast, and he asked her out on a date on the podcast. Oh. So they are going to be going out on a date. Now, whether or not that was all set up just for the podcast, I don't know, but...
3: Well, I guess we'll see. Maybe true love at last via podcast.
2: You know, they have a big pool to choose from. Once they get on that show, it's like they're part of this little exclusive club of hot people. And then they just kind of all change fluids and change each oh, other. God. <laughs> like exchange, exchange you get a rose bail. and some fluids. <laughs> oh my God, oh. Sorry. Okay, let's see. Uh, did anyone who watch Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club last night on oh, MTV? I'm sad I missed it. No, but uh, one website is saying it may be the worst show ever. Oh, I <laughs> so bet. I hope to check that out tonight. I think I'll try to throw that on and see what's going on there. And speaking of TV on tonight, The Masked Singer returns on Fox. This had huge huge ratings last week. so um, I have
3: to admit, I, I kind of like it. You know, mascots are singing who's under the mask. Who is it?
2: It sounded like such right? a dumb concept to me. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not really on board, but hey, if you think it's great, maybe yeah. I'll check it out. Alexis. It's
3: just fun, you know, just mindless
2: entertainment. Yes. And we have six more masked singers tonight. They drop random clues on social media so you can play along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, competing with that is Match Game. That returns for the fourth season on ABC. Uh, then we have have returning our three favorite shows: <laughs> Oh yeah, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD. Woo! And that's the latest dirt. Covered. You can find more at mytalk1071.com.
4: That was a good update, Don.
2: Dirt alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at eight twenty, twelve twenty, and five twenty.
5: And now. Hey, Dr. Craig from Mound here, and I am the announcer for the week. Doctor. 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 My beautiful wife, Dr. Jackie, supports Alive and Kickin'. Thanks a lot, Jackie. And a big shout-out to my friend Sue, who loves my talk. Hey, Sue. Now it's time for The Jason and Alexis Show on My Talk 107.1. Don't fail me again. Sorry, Darth.
4: Hey everybody, seven oh five. Welcome to exactly welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McClain. The seven at seven will return probably next week. I'm just trying to save my voice. I'm getting gotcha. no better. Yeah. I'm just getting no better. I'm going back to the doctor. I i I g I'm going to the doctor today. Yes. I I literally was on the website making an appointment in that commercial break. Good. I just it's so frustrating. Just the never-ending cough, yes. and I do not know what's. I, I don't know. I I, I, I have a, I have a feeling it's bronchitis.
2: Ain't nobody got time for that. No.
4: Ain't nobody got time for that. I, mm-hmm. I need a cold pop and yep. some antibiotics mm-hmm. or something. I need Johnny Pop, something. <gasps>
2: yes. I need, yeah.
4: mm-hmm. I need sweet brown. Yeah. I need sweet brown and a cold pop mm-hmm. to 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 get rid of this bronchitis because. Yeah, I you want to kick that, Jesus? Yeah, it's just so frustrating. So very, very frustrating. Anyway, speaking of Sweet Brown, let's hear Sweet Brown. Yeah. The gonna...
2: Describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire.
6: Well, I woke up to go give me a cold pop, and then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, Oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing. Jesus, I ran for my life, and then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that.
4: No, no. (laughs) No, (laughs) sweet brown. Nobody has time for bronchitis. Uh, No. So I'm gonna go to the doctor today, get a cold pop, Mm -hmm. and 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 try to get better. But anyway, how's everybody doing? Lex, how you doing? Uh,
2: About the same.
4: Yeah, 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 we're both sick. Dawn, you still, you're healthy,
5: right? Oh,
2: I'm so healthy. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> You're
2: doing good. Looking good. I'm going to go yeah. 105 floors, I've decided, for the big climb. Uh, oh, good. On February yeah. 16th. I'm going to do the whole thing. You heard it right here. Last year, I did yes. 53. I'm doing the whole thing this year.
4: Good. Whoa. Good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. All
3: right. Great. And we'll, we'll have tutus this year. I got all the supplies, so making Ooh. tutus. Great. The top three fundraisers for mm-hmm. this is for our, our big climb um, for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. We're, yeah, climbing the Capella Tower. So, are you wearing just a tutu
4: or the clothes underneath it or what?
3: Well, that's personal preference. You do okay. you.
2: Yeah, so, I'm just doing that. It's up to you, Don. topless. I'm yeah. to gonna- <laughs> yeah. go to the top topless. <laughs> oh go
4: gosh. to the top topless. There's no. a new event. Oh, boy. <laughs> we well, can get some sponsors it. for that.
2: Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, back to our conversation about tipping. You want to know what people said?
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, we were. Yeah. People called. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Yep, people no, called, no. and let's let's put a bow uh-huh. be, because again, I'm telling you, uh-huh. if you want to get people <laughs> divided and talking, you you talk about tipping yeah. because everybody has an opinion. And Lex you saw this article about what Frontier Airlines Yes,
3: Frontier specifically now they the flight attendants will can accept individual tips when you when you buy, you know, the extra things on the flight cuz Frontier really doesn't they charge for pretty much everything, but if you get a little snack, a little drink, uh, there is an area there that you can tip. Of course, they have it all, you know, 15, 20, 25 percent. The union itself says that they're against this policy. um, But it does look like a lot of different airlines do different things. So um, what are people? What did people say calling in? Dawn? Okay,
2: so we asked for flight attendants to call. Yeah. I had four calls. Yes. One was a flight attendant. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, yeah. So we'll start with her first.
4: One out of the four isn't bad. Yeah.
2: So she said, <laughs> as a former flight attendant, she loved her job. It was the best job she ever had. She really enjoyed doing it, and she didn't need any tips. She didn't want tips. She felt like that wasn't that wouldn't be necessary to her, and she would want to leave that part out of it. So mm. that's the opinion of one flight attendant. Okay. The other ones, first one that called. The Travelers. (laughs) The Travelers. She said she just flew Frontier and they don't give you anything. Yeah. They don't give you even water. Everything is paid for, so... That's just she wanted to let me know that. Another person called and said it would get confusing because you have more than one flight attendant. It's not like you have a table where you're being served by a server. So who do you tip? Who do you give the, uh, the person that just gave you your little meal? Or is it the person that helps you with your bag? So now you have three people or two depending Uh, on how big your flight is. And what about the baggage handler guy? What about the guy who's standing there that helps you with that? It's just a lot of people, and she doesn't know who. Um, Then we had another caller who said that her daughter has a peanut allergy that's life-threatening, so they have to board the plane early to wipe things down. It's like a big deal. She would never want her daughter's safety and life to be in the hands of people that, depending on whether or not how much they're tipped, could... (sighs) Determined, oh, okay. you know, it's, it's a serious issue. So those are, those are the opinions.
4: I don't get the correlation on that one. With the she tipping, want, and,
2: like if I didn't tip her, if I didn't have money to tip, is she going to ignore me or not give, give less you know or not or... be as efficient? Oh,
4: I get it. I I don't deal with allergies, so I'm I'm not. I, I, but I I would I want to think I'm I'm on the side of thinking the best of these professionals. I don't think if you tip them or not, they're going to put somebody's life in danger. Um, I, I think that's, you know, whether you give them a 5 or a 10, I, I, I want to think the best of these professionals. I, 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 w- I wouldn't think that would determine... Their, that level, the level of service as far as safety.
3: Yeah, I can see know. the mentality though. I mean, when you think about uh, a place where, like, uh, in a restaurant where it's expected that you tip, mm-hmm. sometimes depending on the server. I'm not saying everyone, but you do think, oh, okay, if I, you know, I need to make sure that we tip this person, otherwise it will depend on what kind of service I get. Yeah, I know that sounds horrible to say, but it does. It does feel like that sometimes.
4: Well, let's uh, on Twitter too, uh Tammy writes with the with tipping the flight crew, if this becomes a thing, then will the government say, well, they need to claim this and uh, then uh, will they assume, well, you flew 200 flights times this many people you should have earned blah, blah, blah. This much of tips. Good point. Um, Aaron writes in. Could we tip teachers then? I don't make what the average flight attendant makes. And I've been in education for 15 years. Ah, OK, that's a slippery slope okay. thing. But I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's. I, I I don't know what to say about the the the, the teacher thing. I, I again, yeah, that's a slippery slope kind of conversation. It's I don't know. I mean, yeah. it is. It's the service industry. Ver, I mean, well, and flight attendants really are there for your safety. The truth of the matter is, they're not really there. Their primary concern isn't to make sure you have a vodka soda or in Alexis's case, an endless supply of gingies. Gingy, I they're want the there can. to keep you safe. Yeah. I mean, we need to remember that yeah. too. That's their primary. Mm-hmm. Reason for being there, mm-hmm. so uh, that's why I paused on saying it's under the the category of the service industry. So I don't know. I'm just telling you, I I, I have done it on occasion, um, just because it's fun for me, and and if they're making, if they're delightful, and I have I've had flight attendants that have made my trip so good, and then I have had flight attendants that have the personality of a box of checks Mix. Um, so. If I get a delightful one that adds to the enjoyment of my vacation, uh, and I've had some flight attendants accept it, and I've had some that haven't.
3: Yeah, but, which is, I'm curious to see what airline that is because it depends on the airlines. There are specific rules. Like United Airlines, um, they do not allow their flight attendants to accept tips. That's part of their code of ethics. Hmm. Um, uh, so that's uh, United. American Airlines also says team members decline tips. Um, They said that the best way to recognize team members is to send a note to their customer relations team, and they get rewarded in that way.
4: Uh, I've done that, yeah.
3: Southwest Airlines discourages tips as well. Um, Now, if the customer were to insist, they can accept voluntary gratuities if they'd like. Okay. Um, there's a. She's an etiquette expert, and she was a flight attendant for ten years. She says that. Um, the, okay, so, so uh, the they're allowing it at least on Frontier Airlines, but she says that she fears that this move uh, will be used to supplement their perks without actually increasing pay. So, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, that, yeah. there's that too. Yeah.
4: Again, yeah. it's it, there's a lot of layers. It's not an easy conversation. That's why no. it's. Always a conversation. And I didn't Sef- even
3: think about it as a passenger till yesterday. Oh, we could tip our flight attendants. <laughs> Never occurred to me.
4: Yeah. Uh, 7.14. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back, everybody. 7.19. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with a Everything Entertainment. Everything Chimney Sweeps. I'm Jace with Lex. And Don McClain. Thank you for being here.
3: Yes.
4: We You're have uh, birth we have birthday pranks coming up.
2: Oh I can't wait.
4: I know. <laughs> hmm
2: I don't know how happy What's the that? guy was about this oh. one.
3: <laughs> oh a foretaste of the feast to I think, come?
2: I think it was a little um uh, funnier to his wife.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. It was a little it was headline.
2: It was like, okay, you guys work this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, he had, to get, he had to go to the eye doctor for the first time in his life, which oh. he's been very arrogant about in the past, how great his vision is. Oh. So I was calling as a nurse. Well, <laughs> 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 oh. some bad news.
4: Whoops. Whoops.
2: <laughs>
4: it is oh. uh, 7.20. Keeping with the travel theme, I thought it would be a...
0: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com.
4: appropriate P- you've seen the headlines and obviously i'm uh, a good person to talk about this people are losing their minds over it's made every newscast i swear people are losing their minds over the fact that disneyland has raised prices again yeah ahead of um the opening of star wars land in june so here's here's what the hullabaloo is all about The average increase is 8%. So the one-day adult ticket during peak times rose from $130 to $149. While the price of the one-day regular ticket, which actually blocks out some dates, rose from $117 to $129. And then if you there's a one-day value ticket, That uh, because now Disney prices depend on the time of year because they want to encourage people to to come throughout the year and not just during the really busy times. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the if you go at the really slow time, like right now, uh, tickets rose, uh, they were they were ninety seven dollars and now they're one oh four. So it's it's yeah, it's about an eight percent increase. But people are like, wait a minute. They just they increase prices less than a year ago. And usually they increase prices like once a year, but the the people, people are upset because this year it, it's happened twice and parkings increased mm-hmm. um, from 20 to 25. And um, so you, you got to, you got to count that if you're driving in and most people are at Disneyland because it's not like Disney world where there's a ton of, you know, resorts around. I mean, most people are driving to Disneyland. So it's a lot of money. I it is. I got to tell you when I, I said it earlier that I think I could we Colin and I we the, the, our podcast I could do an entire podcast just on the human behavior that I witness at Disney World. Um, B. Arthur, who's just, who's back, was there with us. I'm sure she feels that way now too, having experienced it. But uh, and but by the way, she's uh, we should get we haven't talked to her in a while. We should no, give her a call. We that would be fun. We maybe after birthday pranks, we'll give her a call because I haven't talked to her since I uh, hugged and kissed her goodbye. At Disney. Yes, can you imagine that? I hugged.
2: Oh, oh, now. Nice. I showed. Yes, the truth comes I, out.
4: I showed her kindness, ladies. Mm-hmm. I showed her kindness. But um, well, you also I
3: also show strangers kindness. Tell them to have magical days too. Oh, when so you're you're in <laughs> the most magical place. <laughs> he says so. it doesn't really
2: mean anything because of where you are. Wow, look, look at what Alexis there. just did. I'm, what, I'm look what you. Alexis
4: just did. Yeah, yeah thanks. Keep
2: mm-hmm. the facade of you know.
4: Or but no, the thing I, I'm, I would be lying to you as far as prices, I, one of I have a couple thoughts that sometimes dominate my mind when I'm at Disney and I'm looking at people like people watching or people observing. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, and we say this all the time when I you know because again, I, I am I realize and I love when people on Twitter freak out about this, but I come from a place of gratitude because I realize Colin and I are very lucky. We don't have kids. We have a good amount of, um, you know, we have uh, we have the w- the blessings to have some disposable income. But I look sometimes at large families when yes. they're, you know, w- 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 you know where I'm going with this. Yes, I look at large families when I when they're at the parks and when there's like seven, eight kids and there's grandma and grandpa and mom and dad and then auntie auntie Carol's there. And Colin and I will often look at these large groups and go how in the world are they doing this? Yeah,
3: that's a few grand right there. Oh,
4: easily, Lex. Mm-hmm. You and I have been recently. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like, I, and, I, and I say that not in a bitchy way. I, I'm, I come at it through compassion of like, I just shake my head in amazement of like, how are these families doing it? Because it is incredibly expensive. And then especially if, if I see, you know, when I see these large groups at, at the resorts, because the resorts are really expensive. And I'm like, oh my, one night can be yeah, $600.
3: Oh, I was going to say, what's the average? Wow, $600.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, you, some of the premium resorts, easily. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, $800 a night.
3: Yeah, they're saving for for years.
4: Yes. That's what we always say. I mean, we were, I think, and it doesn't matter where we were. Colin and I were talking and it's like, this is their, this is their, um, This is where uh, this is their one trip, Mm -hmm. and they have saved for five, six, seven years, which makes it even more magical. And but I do, I just I I stare at amazement of when these large families. I'm like, oh my goodness! I feel awful because you know these kids they get in the parks and they want the Mickey hat and the Mickey Mm -hmm. sunglasses and the Mickey ice cream cones. And And how
3: affordable will, will Disney be for middle class? Are they See that's the, Are that's, they, yeah. that's the
4: question. That's mm-hmm. that's the question. What they would say what they're trying to do is spread is to spread the crowds over the whole year. So that's why they went to this cheaper, you know, um peak pricing they call it. So they don't want everybody to come during the holidays. They want them to come mid-January yeah, or the beginning of February. Yeah, I get it, but That's not realistic for a lot of families because they have to come when school vacations come. Yes. And Lord Jesus, let me tell you. Oh, it's busy. And
3: then you wait in line for 45 hours.
4: Well, not if you're with me, but sure. Sure, Lex.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's another cost, though, to be honest, like the fast pass. Right. Right. Isn't there another cost to that? Or is that free?
4: No, that's free. Oh, cool. That's free. And that's why my number one tip and B. Arthur's listening. And when we talk to her, she will tell you my number if i have a general tip is if you want to get the most out of your if if all of you my talkers listening maybe you're not planning on going for years but generally my number one tip is i want you to get the most out of this trip and to do that you got to learn the ins and the outs of the fast pass system yes. because i can't imagine I, let me think of a scenario. Way.
3: Oh my <laughs> yeah, goodness! Wait because think, hours.
4: Well, think of—I mean—the Avatar ride itself. Uh-huh. And again, B. Arthur's nodding her head. The—the mm-hmm. the, when we were there, the average wait, and Lex, you know this. The average wait yeah. when we were there for Avatar is three to five hours.
3: Oh gosh! Three, oh, that is three.
2: No, 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 no,
4: no. Three, Ugh. three to five. Three to five hours. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, so my fast number. Fast
3: gives you a window to come back to get on faster.
4: Yeah, because I feel for the parents. If you yeah. have three kids oh. and it's 90 degrees outside in the Florida humidity, who wants to wait in line? I'm 44 and I don't want to wait in line. So you got to learn how to use that fast pass system and, and know you get three per day. And then once you use those three, you get one at a time. As long as you want, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep on that app, keep refreshing. You gotta literally assign somebody in your party to be the fast pass biatch,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then you will get the that most was out of that. Name in high school.
4: <laughs> that was mine too, Don. I was gonna say we both had the same joke. Oh my god! <laughs> but you'll get. Uh, I was
0: a okay, no I'm pass done. in school. I can't.
4: School. <laughs> yeah. No fast. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I just, I feel for families. I do. When we're there, I just, I look and I just go, oh my goodness. I want to give the mom and dad's hugs. You know I mean? I I do. I I do. I just, I want to hug them and go, I
2: love you. I don't know how you're doing this. Oh boy. It gives me anxiety. You are good parents. Yeah. Yeah. Just to think you've saved for three years. (sighs) What if it's not like in the moment, I'd be like, here it is. This is it. It's the vacation. It's seven days. And I would feel so anxious that. Am I having a good time? I don't know if I could be in the moment. It's just too. I I think they've already priced themselves out of middle class. people. I really do. It's just not something that normal people can afford. No,
4: it's yeah, it gives me anxiety. And that's why Mm. I am actually on team parent there. Not so much team kid because I and then I'll we'll we'll button this up and then go to break. But. I, my, I said that I have a couple thoughts that always consistently run through my mind as I observe people at mm-hmm. Disney World. My other one is, Colin and I always do this, when we see like kids that are having fits or just like they have a grumpy face on them, oh, I, I'll sometimes say it out loud, but I in my head, I think to myself, Little girl, you are at Disney World. You are not allowed to have a at face, little Maggie, little Sarah, little Nick. You turn that frown up. Mom and dad are taking out mortgages so you, little Sarah, can have those Mickey Mouse ears. So, <laughs> oh, I say that all the time to myself. I'm Aww. like... Look at that little girl frowning. You are not allowed to frown at Walt Disney World. You are not allowed, little girl.
3: Mm. <laughs> it doesn't help you get off the ride and you, you're in a gift shop and you're like, wait a second.
4: I know. Poor parents. <laughs> 7.30. <laughs> when we come back, Don McLean's birthday prank. 7.35. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk One. Everything Entertainment. Everything Twin Peaks. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean of the El Paso, Texas McLeans. Mm. Don, when was the last time you watched Twin Peaks? Do you go back and watch old episodes? I usually
2: watch it every year around my birthday in October. Yeah, I did. uh, So October is when I watched it all the way through. Yep.
4: Nice, 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 nice. Mm -hmm. Little Twin Peaks pilgrimage. Yes. Yeah. Loves, loves it. (laughs) Speaking of Don McLean, Wednesday means a birthday.
2: Pranks,
4: yeah. And uh, Don, you already gave us a hint about today's. So the person ain't very happy
2: with oh, you. Oh, boy. Poor Curtis. You know, uh, Kelly, his wife, has always been annoyed by the fact that he brags about his eyesight and how it's so perfect and how he could be like he could have been an Air Force pilot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. One of those things that people brag about that's like, you didn't do anything to earn that. Yeah. You know, one of those things. So she wanted to <laughs> prank him about his recent eye exam he had to have.
4: <laughs> okay, here we go, everybody. Birthday pranks.
1: Birthday pranking with Chase and Dawn, but not Alexis because she's bad at lying to
2: people. Hi, is this Kelly? This is Kelly. Hey, Kelly, it's Dawn McLean over here at My Talk 1071. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Today's the day where we are going to prank your husband, Curtis, for his yeah. birthday. Okay. Now tell us why you want to prank your husband.
1: Um, you know he's just been giving me—I mean, forever—he talks about how um, great his eyesight is, and like he could have been—you know—I mean, you have to have perfect vision, you know, to be a pilot. And he's like, "Oh, I could have been an airline pilot. They, you know, they are—they should be knocking down my door." And I—I I can see, you know, I mean. Because I wear glasses, and, you know, I have forever, and it's just like one of those things that he's just like...
2: Strangely arrogant about? Like,
1: You can't, like, it's like, why are you bragging about this? You know, it's just ridiculous.
2: Right, okay. Now, recently he turned, uh, he just turned 40, so this is his 40th birthday, and he had to actually go in and get an eye exam,
1: right? Yes. Yeah, so he, you know, he was, like, walking in all cocky, like, okay, yeah, I got this, you know. (laughs) For the first time ever, he didn't pass.
2: Oh, my gosh, what is he going to do? Okay, well, I'm going to call him, and I'm going to pretend like I am from um, his eye doctor, basically, with some bad news about his vision. How does that sound?
1: That sounds amazing. Okay,
2: great. (laughs) Well, I'm going to call him. You just be quiet in the background, and we will prank your husband, Curtis. Here we
1: go. Okay, great hello
2: hi is this curtis speaking hi curtis hi this is patricia i'm calling Uh, from eyeglasses yeah about what i'm calling for eyeglasses your eye doctor
7: right what's up
2: uh well we did uh go over your eye exam it looked like uh you came in because you were having a little bit of trouble when you went to go get your driver's license and renew that and and didn't pass that test
7: Yeah, which is very confusing because I've never had a problem with my eyes.
2: You've never had a problem. So do you ever have uh, problems, like especially at night, driving?
7: No, never. My, My eyes are perfect.
2: Okay. And what about whenever in the daytime, whenever you look out and you look at trees, maybe the details of leaves?
7: Nope, I can see them all.
2: Okay. If you see a dog walking down the street, can you see that it has all four legs? Yes, I can. Okay. Well, what we've determined from your, uh, from your test here, it's actually pretty dramatic. Um, you are legally blind.
7: Well, that doesn't sound possible. I mean, I can see everything fine. I mean, maybe the sign was just wrong at the DMV.
2: Um, uh, well, from what it looks like here, your contact's prescription is like, we're looking at a negative 725 for the left eye and a negative 8. And it's where we get into the negative sevens. That's whenever you get into the legally blind area.
7: But I can see fine, though. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. And especially for both of them to be completely different, that's just weird.
2: Mm, well, that's not uncommon to have uh, eyes that are of different prescriptions. Maybe you, uh, are, your dominant eye is your right eye. Um, Well, what we've done here is that we're looking at the price here because you do have a prescription that we can fill for glasses and contacts. Uh, When it comes to the glasses, though, there is an issue. Um, If I say the term Coke bottle look, do you know what that means? Yeah, I
7: know. They're, They're really super thick.
2: Yeah. And, you know, what we need to do with when it comes to that situation, it is a sort of an awkward look that, you know, it used to be around in the 80s a lot. Like, if you remember watching Unsolved Mysteries, you know, they had really thick glasses. And it's just not very attractive because it makes your eyes look very small.
7: Yeah, no, that's definitely not an option.
2: Okay, uh, well, what we can do, because of technology nowadays, we have something called folded lenses. And um, it basically just takes the lens and folds it over several times, uh, kind of like a katana. Are you familiar with how those are made? Uh, yeah. I've Ancient swords, yes. Uh, well, what they do is they, they actually um, make these lenses so that they're not so thick and not so unattractive. There is a higher price for that, though.
7: Right. How much higher?
2: Well, what they do, since the process is so intense, uh, it is about 600 more. So it looks like your pair of glasses will be 800 with tax. Hold on just a second. Let me calculate this. Um, it looks like it will be 825 with tax.
7: And does any of my insurance cover this?
2: It looks like the plan, the vision plan you're on is the lowest tier. I was looking into that. Um. So gosh, it does it looks like it covers about 30% of this price.
7: Okay, so that would knock it down to something like 657?
2: Yeah, now that's just for the glasses. Now when you're talking right. about contacts, those are, you know, we we do have a bunch of different varieties that are 125 a box. Right. Oh boy, this is just tough for you, isn't it? I know that you've always had perfect vision, and oh, yeah.
7: Yeah, this is something totally new to deal with that I'm just—I'm really not used to. Because, like I said, I've always had fantastic vision. I can see everything perfectly. I mean, I could even be a pilot. My eyesight's so good.
2: Oh wow, that is very good. You have to be—you must have had better than 20/20 vision at some point.
7: Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, this just came out of the blue, and it's very confusing to me about how this possibly happened.
2: Well, we definitely want to keep you as a customer. Let me see what I can do about the price on that, since this is your first time getting contacts and glasses. And I, I noticed that you joined your our eye club, uh just to so that you can get some discounts. Let me see what else I can do for you. And maybe I can get my manager on the phone, and she can reduce that price for you.
7: That would be great.
2: Okay, great, Curtis. Thanks for being so patient. And hold on. Let me just see uh, if she's available. Hi, can you help hit Yes, we're talking about the blind guy. Yes, the legally blind man, yeah. Can you talk to him on the phone? And Yes, do you have time right now? We're trying to reduce this price. Okay, hold on just a second. Hey, Kelly, why don't you get on the phone and tell your husband, Curtis, that he's been birthday pranked?
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, hey, babe. Hi. Happy birthday.
2: Uh, oh geez. Curtis, you are not legally blind. Um, this is Don McLean <laughs> from My Talk 1071. I am on the morning show with Jason and Alexis in the morning. I know that you sometimes listen to this show with your wife Kelly, and you've just been birthday pranked. Oh good. I'm glad I'm not blind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. Well, you're you're definitely a good sport. You didn't uh, get upset with that price. I'm pretty surprised since it was gonna be over a grand.
7: Well, I mean, like, I have no basis for comparison, so I really didn't know what the heck to expect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like you've got money to burn. Maybe we should go out and have an extravagant dinner.
2: <laughs> and you can see on the way there when you drive to the restaurant. That's what's great. Yeah. <laughs>
7: oh, wow. seeing is a good thing. Yeah. I, I Seriously, I, this is very confusing to me still.
2: <laughs> All right. It's okay. Well, you are live on the radio right now with Jason and Alexis. <laughs> and uh, thanks for being a good sport.
7: Oh, thank you. That was a lot of fun.
2: Thanks for listening to My Talk 107.1. <laughs> oh, I don't know how fun it was. Oh. You see what I mean? I don't know if he had that much fun. He yeah. was
4: oof, He was not, not enjoying you, dog. Oh, I love it. I'm
2: sorry it. I enjoyed it.
3: Oh, I enjoyed
4: it. I'm, he's fine.
3: i like, in the daylight, Do you? can you see if the dogs have four legs or not? <laughs> Yeah, it's the Legally Blind Man. <laughs> That's
2: right. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's probably... Oh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coming
4: up on 745, oh. Kevin Hart is very interesting in the interview. He just concluded his first live interview with Michael Strahan. Um, mm. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, we'll, I have some audio. We'll play it when we come back. Day Welcome back, everybody. On putting a, a bow a punctuation mark on the Kevin Hart Oscar con- uh, conversation because uh, I have a feeling this will be the last time Kevin talks about it judging by uh, his answers to the just concluded live interview he just did with Michael Strahan on GMA um, so yeah I won't waste a lot of time so let me start at the beginning this just aired a few minutes ago um, and we'll talk about it on the other side so uh, here we go. Let's take a listen to this, and then we'll talk about it.
6: If it goes away, no harm, no foul.
5: And after those initial comments, he then tweeted an apology. But the controversy was back in the headlines after he appeared on Ellen last week, leading to backlash and questions surrounding the apology. So on Monday, Kevin addressed the issue on his serious XM radio show, Straight From Hart.
6: Once again, Kevin Hart. Apologizes for his remarks that hurt members of the LGBTQ community. I apologize. I'm now moving on from this because I'm just hoping that the apology is accepted. And Kevin, thank you for being here. I really
5: appreciate Mike. you being here, man. And you apologize. Uh-huh. You said you were sorry. But there are a lot of people who have taken an issue to the way that you've apologized. Uh-huh. So, so what do you say to that?
6: I say I'm done with it. It gets no more energy for me. That's cool. why I said, for the last time, I'm addressing this, it's, it's, there's no more conversation about it. I'm, I'm literally, I'm over that, I'm over the moment, and I'm about today, so if it's accepted, great. If it's not, it's nothing I can control. Some things are left out of your hands, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done with it, I'm, I'm, I'm over it.
5: That's where I personally am. And then you, you said on Saturday, you said, I'm evolving. Mm-hmm. You're changing. So what did you believe then that you don't believe now? How have you evolved?
6: I have explained how I evolved, which makes me say I'm over it. I'm not saying how I've changed anymore. I'm not saying what I've done and what the new me is. I'm not giving no more explanation mm-hmm. of, of who I am. I've done it. I've done it several times. I've tweeted it. I've I've talked about it when I went on Ellen. I said it on my radio show. I'm, I'm just done. So you have to come to a point where you, where you know that you've given all that you possibly can. And if that's, if that's received, then great. Then it means we've, we've achieved something. If it's not, it's, not it's, it's nothing I can do. So I do this now. And we're but, we're, but we're always learning, Kevin. And we're always learning. And, and,
5: and I know, it, but, it, but a lot of people don't take light to the situation. Okay. And, and, and I know that you've apologized and you've, you've put it out there. Mm-hmm. And people haven't accepted certain ways that you've apologized. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you have an understanding for the LBGTQ community how the youth out there may, may feel about this? How, they, how this may have affected them as well? Because there is a big picture to all of this.
6: I have an understanding that I've addressed it. Mm-hmm. And I've said everything that I can possibly say. So I'm over
5: it. So I mean, there's really there's really nothing more that you want to say. You've done it on the radio. You've Instagram, You've you tweeted.
6: You will not hear me say anything else about it.
4: There we go. So I, I don't even know why Michael brought... I mean, uh, the, if I was... What's the
2: point of going on that show then?
4: I, didn't, I If I was GMA producer, you know, I'd have been like... Harmonious oh, movie. Yeah. But again, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. If you're in the headlines,
3: yeah. If you're in the headlines, yes.
4: you should not be surprised.
3: Beyond what uh, Kevin Hart said, which I know we're going to get to uh, w- really into that, can we give Michael Strahan some props? Yes. Okay, Jeez. you know what? How I I, I he yes. really He actually Well, and high he continued.
4: He continued and I I Lex, I wrote it down. I am not a fan, usually, of Michael Strahan's um, interviewing. Yes. And when I saw that he did the interview, I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Now, and he continued. Let me see you if I have back this.
3: backed multiple times,
5: Yeah, like
4: let me see. Uh, and people uh, should
5: accept the way in which you've done it.
4: Uh, there's a part where he asks if about.
5: Well, let's talk about something you can do today. Talk to oh, hold on. If uh. you're, if you're oh, a here we go. Out there. Uh-huh. Oh, and here I'm it is. Any this Probably is what I loved. Listen you. to this.
6: Mm-hmm. If you can't. Realize that, then that means Jew. I have nothing else to prove or do. Nothing else. Well, let's talk about something you can do
5: today. Talk to me. If you're, if your father out there, Uh and I'm talking about any father, it's Mm -hmm. not uh, a black father, any father Mm -hmm. whose kid may, may be gay. You Mm -hmm. have a a son that is gay. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you, what do you say to your son? What do, you, what do you say to other, or other kids out there? Are there any message for kids here's a, here's out a there good in the thing. midst of all
6: of this? Here's what you can say. Are you a monster, Mike? No. No. Right? People see you on this show every day. It's safe to say that you got good energy. It's safe to say that you're a loving person. Yeah. Why would I assume anything different? What? Why would I ever assume anything different? Why do you have to prove that you are a loving individual? You know who you are. People closer to you know who you are. You shouldn't have to prove that. You shouldn't have to justify that. That's the position I'm in.
4: You're in that position because you made a comment on Twitter one time that if your son yeah. came to you and said he was gay, you would slap him or something like that. You would disown him or I'm paraphrasing that last part. But that's why you're in that position, Kevin.
2: Oh, my goodness. It just gets worse, doesn't it? Oh. Oh yeah. Boy.
4: So there we go. That just happened. I get the whole thing. He's apologized. And what more do you want? But it's answers like that that get him back into trouble. Anyway. Anyway. More when we return.